this. I just like the fact that it can do it. It's just oh, it so can do cool. it. Is it is it cool or is it something that seems horrifying? Oh, I mean, definitely a little horrifying. But like, if you, if you're gonna do it, I have to work on like talking over you so that the the sound coming in the two ears is like two different things. Oh, will you start ricocheting over in one direction or the other? Real bad. Imagine if we ran this entire podcast exactly like this. How annoying would it be? I think it might be cool. Would be cool. Okay. Well, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna test out at least a little bit of this nonsense and. Hey everybody, welcome to Film Buffing Up, where two filthy casuals go through the AFI's list of 100 films for a cent for the 100 years and see where they stack up. I am coming from your left side, probably, and Mike. My assumption then is that I'm coming in the right ear. That would, ooh, oh, cool, sticky. <laughs> that is Jen on your right and uh we discovered that you could do something with this microphone the other day i i'm just so excited <laughs> so we are gonna be watching a movie um i'm more excited about the creepy techno babble with your microphone than the movie we're about oh, to watch that's true there we go that's a little bit better fine you can be normal you're going to be normal for a little bit. A little bit. Get that mo- that sweet mono in here. I don't like mono. Uh, yes. I don't, I don't like mono. You know what I don't like? Clockwork Orange. Movie. Yeah, I can tell you that <laughs> so, okay. right now. So it's number 70. It's a Clockwork Orange. I don't remember what year it's made. Uh, 1971, according to the page you just pulled up. Yep. Oh, released in 72. Why does it say 71 next to the trailer? But uh-huh. You know what? Don't even care. Um, it's got Malcolm McDowell in it, who's been in many things aside from just the mm-hmm. Star Trek Generations, yep. but that's the only thing I ever think of the, when people say his name. He's the, the president in Fallout 3. That's probably true. Mm-hmm. Uh, so what I remember about this movie, aside from the fact that I hate it, mm-hmm. there is a group of hooligans. Yeah. Is the word not hooligans in the movie? I don't think it is. It's literally like a creepy culty gang. Yeah, and it's, it's in the future. Dressed up in Quote unquote. matching-ish clothing, mm-hmm. uh, committing malfeasance. Severe malfeasance. On people. Rape, murder, destruction. Um, and they get caught and they get reprogrammed. And that's basically the movie. That's that's the thing is, I don't remember, is after the brain, is the brainwashing the end? The end of the movie is the creepy brainwashing? The, the, the very end is the thing with the eye and watching it and then smiling and laughing. That's him with his eyes yeah. taped open watching, yeah. that's the brainwashing, yeah. right? Yeah. Very similar also to the end of 1984, kind of, which, which is where they, they reprogram him, but then he cracks a smile, you know, it didn't actually work. Um... But yeah, this this is a movie that is based on a book, I believe. That is my um, impression. From Britain, and it's a, based on a horrific true story, but turned into a fantastical post not post apocalyptic, but like a uh, heightened post crime ridden London because it's supposed to take place in the near future, like nineteen eighties. Oh, okay. Um, during the rise of crime, the, the authors 
wife was brutally raped and beaten in a park um, a mile away from their home. Okay. Um, when just a random roving gang of people came in. In my head, in this movie, they break into the house. They break into the house, right. So, But it, okay. it, it's based on that event spurned the writing of this, of like, okay. how can people be this way? What could you do to fix them? That kind of thing. Okay. Um, and this is, it got, somehow got Stanley Kubrick involved, and he decided to and make I mean, this movie. Kubrick so. does interesting things. He does interesting things, yeah. The, um, I don't know that this is positive, but the only thing in my head about Clockwork Orange that I even sort of like is that, um, the first time I saw it, I had already seen Batman Beyond, and also has a similar scene. And the weird, yeah. the the it kind of uh, hearkened to that sure. in my head. Yeah. Abby, he the the main character whose name eludes me right now in the pre-show. Um, has, I mean, has, you have Google on your yeah, computer open yeah, right now in yeah. another window. Malcolm McDowell's character, like Lloyd or Andy, Alex, Alex, Alex. I knew it was like a simple name. Um, yeah, he's got kind of a Jokerish kind of thing. So that kind of works too. He, uh, I don't know. He he's a very we live in a society type character. Uh, I, I guess you know. Um, I don't know. I remember this movie being very low in my opinion. Um, I, really, I just don't remember it being very interesting at all. I'm fairly certain mm. I did not like it. I'm definitely not looking forward to watching it again. No. Um, but it, if I made you sit through the things I made you sit through, and you're gonna make me sit through Apocalypse now. I'm not making you. That's that's just a reality. Can I sit out that week? No, we, we gotta we gotta watch this. So what you're saying is you're making me watch it's it. Not, it's not up to me. It's already been decided, <laughs> and it's not my decision. It's not your decision. Okay. Our decision would be if we watched through all hundred films of our personal list. Well, we have to because. Well, actually, no. So we don't have to watch through 200 films on our personal lists because there's going to be some films that are going to be on both of our lists. That's true. Probably. I forgot to write whatever you were talking about the other day that I wanted to put down. Oh, well. Anyways, we're not even going to keep you guys here long and waste your time. We're going to go through. Yeah, this will be a short episode. And trudge through this and Uh, watch this this shitball of a film. I remember it being really not good. Catch you guys on the flip. It was a clockwork orange. Um, there was a hooligan. Roger Ebert hates this movie. By he the way. was arrested. He was apparently in the book. He was being sexually harassed by another prisoner. Cool. I'm so. He jumped at the chance for some new treatment. The new treatment was brainwashing with chemicals. Uh, and possibly making him relive his own memories in I don't the process. Know. Like, I, th- that did look a lot like his That's kind of was... What I, I, it, it looked I, like they, they filmed some atrocities with people that looked like him and his gang. Yeah. Um, 
when he was released, uh, shit was bad because society was worse. Society was worse, or or he saw society worse. Well, so, well, so when he went in, he was a, a teenager, seventeen. So he like lived with his parents, <sighs> and he had a drawer full of shit he stole. Off yeah. When he got out, he didn't have any personal belongings. His parents had rented out his room, and the guy that his parents rented out to was like, well, you can't live here with them. You're an awful person. And kicks him out, and then uh, he runs into the bum they beat up at the beginning, and a whole bunch of bums beat him up. Mm -hmm. And then the cops come and break up that fight, and the cops are the his, guys his who old used crew. to be his yeah. crew. Um, the ones that betrayed him. Which, yeah. they betrayed him. That's yeah. why he got caught in the first yeah. place. Um, but, and then they beat, they him, beat up him up more. Yeah. And I'm going to say dropped him in a river. Uh, and then he ended up at this house, which was the house of a guy that they beat up at the beginning of the movie. Mm -hmm. And that guy was part of some dissidents who wanted to prove that the brainwashing wasn't a good thing, mm. I guess. Then he tried to commit suicide. And... Somehow the head trauma from that and the medicine they gave him because his body was fucked up because he tried to commit suicide unbrainwashed yep. him and then the movie ended. Oh, and, and one of the guys that had that was rehabbed him was a victim of did you mention that? I don't think the 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 guy in the wheelchair was That was the dissident. But that who, was the dissident, who right? Wanted to use them to prove that but, the but, it, but he was in fact a a victim of him. Well, no, that's what I said. Yeah. He ended up at the house of the people that they yeah. fucked up at the beginning of the yeah. movie. Um, During a scene where they were singing, he was singing, singing in the rain while he was beating the shit out of a guy and raping his wife. Although right. they didn't show you, like, they showed you that he was going to be raping her, but that was the least graphic sex scene in yeah. this movie. That was the least graphic scene in this movie altogether. <laughs> I mean, um, so the reason he was singing, though, by the way, is because Stanley Kubrick is a perfectionist, and the whole scene of him beating them up felt too mechanical, and he asked uh, Malcolm if he could dance, and Malcolm danced and sang the only song that he knew more than one line to, mm -hmm. and apparently that was Singing in the Rain. There you go. <laughs> so Stanley Kubrick went out and got the rights to it to put it in the movie specifically so that that would happen. Ooh, ah. Uh. I don't like it. How about you? It's weird because I think in terms... Because, you know, I always look at a film in terms of its film quality, which is excellent. It's Kubrick. The film looks, it sounds, everything there, about it looks excellent. Only one of the things was actually a movie set. Everything mm -hmm. else was, like, filmed on location in the, places. They and, found like, these the guy did some awesome, um, there's a word for what kind of lighting it is, and I can't remember. Oh, what was it? But like, I it, don't remember. It, so, if to get a visual picture of the film, everything just feels like a, a pop art. Like everything is bright colors. It all feels like um, uh, it's it's pretty. It's it's pretty that and it it, it clashes with the depravity of the characters. I think the problem with and the it's a political commentary. It's a political commentary about moral ambiguity. I guess and I don't think it really. So okay, so the problem I have with this film is not the filmography. It's definitely the story, and I think the story feels like a 
post on the internet in the early 2000s from a 13-year-old that thinks they're deep. Okay. Stanley Kubrick seemed like, because he was the one that wrote this. Obviously, it's based on the Burgess book. Yes. But like The Shining, it this is he more of a... He didn't change that much. He didn't though. change that much, but but it's definitely, it, you know, his his story beats are in it, right? Um, And he made it a little bit less fucked up. Right. So some some of those scenes were supposed to be with 10-year-olds. Yeah, so I don't know if it was Anthony Burgess's character here, in terms of his characterization, or it's Kubrick's characterization, but whoever holds the bearer of this story feels like they are desperate to say something, but have nothing to say. Which is why I think this film is in the bottom of my list. So that's the problem. I can't so decide if it's it, the whole time marginally better than the last that, picture. That's show. exactly <laughs> my problem. So, so can we have a tie for last the, place? The, this has been my issue here. It's prettier than the last it's picture show. Immensely prettier. Its cinematography is at a whole other level. Its actors are better. Okay. I feel like it's ninety nine. Okay, I was gonna say it's definitely it's definitely still worse than the French Connection because I at least enjoyed two scenes in the French so, Connection. So, so so here here's my issue with the film. Right. Okay. It has nothing to really say. Its main character is deplorable, but is filmed in a way to be a hero. Right. Yeah. But without reflecting upon the society that formed him. Okay. Right. So we get a hint of the society, but it's never really looked upon in a, a real way. The question of why is he this way never really is a thing that is substantiated, or it's just like he is, and he everyone is. is. Um, he's never a response to a degrade of a moral decline in society. He just like there. There's so many ways that you could make a story that's interesting, that's more interesting. Right, and have him be your protagonist that's likable, mm-hmm. and it doesn't do that. So what you're left with is a person's whose life and ultimately like any reason for you to care is absent. Like if he got shot two ways in, like two minutes in, and died after seeing the things he did, there's no redemptive qualities. Like who gives a fuck, right? Mm-hmm. Um, there's nobody in this movie that's worth caring about. Sure. Which then makes all of the shock moments, which obviously were probably more shocking back then, mm-hmm. um, they're still gross, and they still leave you kind of a visceral reaction. Um, to me, it's more of almost a gaudiness, because I'm just like, it, you could tell now that it was in, its intent was to be shocking. Mm-hmm. Very reminiscent of like a sallow uh, 100 Days of Solemn and a fruit Italian film. Um, about the the raping in Italy during World War II, or um, uh, a Serbian tale, right? It's just it's meant to. You're looking at me like you've never seen these. I don't don't, know don't these. watch these. Um, it's or yeah. Antichrist. No, I've never watched that and, either. Thanks for and Antichrist, right? So like they're they're meant to just kind of make you feel sick, right? But it's it's so obvious here that that's the intent that it's just like you're left with not really caring, um, and there's just there's other films that have tackled the subject of like a societal degrade better, 
Um, or like if you want idiocracy, idiocracy, yeah. the warriors. Oh, this is a fantastic film, right? Oh, now, and it's schlocky as fuck, but like, but the whole time I'm watching this, I'm watching this get these gangs roaming around that are over the top and cartoony. It's hard for me to care about the stakes because I don't believe the world, yeah, and I don't care about him because I'm never given any reason to do so. Yeah. And there's nobody in the story that I'm left with to care. So I'm left with two hours and 12 minutes of events playing out in a world that I don't care about with a character that I don't like. And that's a bad thing if you're a filmographer, right? If you're making a film, that's probably bad. So in summation, uh, this movie is number 99. The only movie that is worse than it is The Last Picture Show. I think so. And that's only because The Last Picture Show was marginally... Less pretty, yeah. I think that's last the, picture show was in black and white. The, I, I this one it, was at least pretty. I have it at ninety nine. <laughs> I think the 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 music score, the acting, acting's about music. similar. Probably For some reason it had pomp and circumstance in it, which was weird. Because Kubrick likes having classical music. He's, he's a big big fan of it. Okay, um, so no, no, no. The rest of the classic music makes perfect sense. Mm-hmm. So. Pomp and circumstance is the graduation song. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I guess technically it makes sense because it was when the guy who was the brand new Secretary of yeah. the Interior was coming in. So I guess that was him. But it just seemed weird to me mm-hmm. because, like that, I you can, I guess you can use it for other things, but it's almost solely used as yeah, it's the graduation song. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, so next week, Tootsie. <laughs> oh, are we done already? Um, yeah, Dustin I'm- Hoffman uh, exits <laughs> stage left dressed as girl. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't not, know why. Why is Dustin Hoffman I'll, in Dragon? I don't know. I haven't seen it. I'm not excited to see it, but it's sure going to be better than this. Do you want to take a bet about why he's in Dragon, that movie? Um, It's probably because he has a son that he needs. I think it's going to be Mrs. Doubtfire. Where, Do you think it's going to be Mrs. So Doubtfire? I, I, I think he needs a job and... To, to to make ends meet to be legitimate to maintain visiting rights for his son, but the only job he can get he has to be a woman to be. Okay, so in your belief, Mrs. Doubtfire is a remake of Tootsie. Maybe. In my current belief, I'm going to believe that Dustin Hoffman is actually a semi reprehensible character in Ooh. this movie. And based off of the font of the title alone, okay. he's dodging the draft. Ooh, okay. Okay, so 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 mine is so I win this bet if it has something related to him trying to like work a job for hey, for a good reason for a good reason right yeah for, if it's if it's a if he's doing it for a bad reason felt lovable reason right. so so it's if, you, it's, if, if it's, it's not a good reason so I, I think it's somewhere in between like um what was that Robin Williams that's another Robin Williams one. Yeah, I mean, Robin Williams just puts on other people so well. Yeah, well, so so it has to be somewhere between Mrs. Doubtfire and um, uh, Birdcage. That wasn't for bad reasons. That's what I mean. That wasn't for bad reasons. That's that's the, re- the yeah. Row, no, right? okay, yeah, that's you. It, it, You're all on good good reasons. So, good so heartfelt. Somewhere reasons. between those two, it has to be for family of some reason right so for the betterment of his family in some capacity okay 
Uh, for you, it's 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 nefarious hey, reasons. Hey, draft dodging could have been for the benefit could of your been. family. It could have been. <laughs> you don't know. You have a Saving Private Ryan situation, you know. Exactly. Um, yeah, so this movie sucks. I don't think you should ever watch it. I think... I think <laughs> if you haven't seen it, don't. As a person who predominantly wastes their existence on Earth um, and does not reflect upon the time wasted, I actually felt the impact of this movie on me as being a net negative of time okay, I will never get back. So as the person I believe has a larger library to choose from, if they're coming to this movie to see a brainwashing, okay. what movie should they watch instead? Oh, man. Um, brainwashing movie. Existence is a brainwashing movie that's hella fun and well worth watching. All right. If they're coming to this movie to watch the government stick its greedy little hands in trying to reform prisoners, whether it's good or bad, what movie should they watch? That's that's a hell of a specific uh, subject. Um, uh, Let's see. Uh, You should watch Escape from New York. Okay. Um, that's, Uh, That's essentially the peak conservative paranoia of the crime crime okay. industrial complex i'm fairly certain it's the warriors if they're coming at it for absolutely roving gangs. yeah roving gangs you're interested in roving gangs with actual likable characters despite being generally considered bad people because even the warriors in that movie oh yeah no they're, they're not, not good, good they're not good people <laughs> but they're likable they're likable they're likable like like they're not so there's always like a a, a line you cross that you become the villain and it usually stops at raping people in the street, and their warriors don't rape people in the street. They just steal money. No, they just steal. <laughs> they just steal your money. They might rough you up a little bit. A little bit. They might rob your store. Well, I mean, that's the warriors. The rest of the roving guys. Well, they're bad, but they're they're allowed to be bad because they're the bad guys. They're the bad You're guys. supposed to like for the good guys. Okay, if they're coming to it for that iconic Kubrick style, man, watch any Kubrick movie. Uh, other than this, if you're looking, Even eyes wide shut. Oh, absolutely! Eyes wide shut is fantastic. Have you seen it? Is it Vanilla Sky? I'm thinking of then. One of those is apparently really bad that I haven't. Oh, seen. Vanilla Sky is a totally different movie, but it has Tom Cruise in it. But uh, Eyes Wide Shut is the weird sex one. If you're looking for weird <laughs> sex stuff from <laughs> Kubrick, Eyes Wide Shut is great. It's totally it. What happened was that movie was totally misread by the audience. It's a it's actually a kind of tense, suspenseful mystery movie okay. with some kinky, weird sex shit. But because it was Nicole Kidman and Tom Cruise and they had a relationship and it broke up during this whole thing, that became the focus of it. And then no one wanted to see creepy Tom Cruise because there was allegations of him being all weird. I mean, he's weird. He is weird. But like the film itself is like a mix of like, this is going to sound weird. It's It's like... Skulls, which I still haven't seen, but I hear good things about the Da Vinci Code, which I have seen and I like, but I'm really pissed that the whole movie exists because they fucked something up in the very beginning. Meets Fifty Shades of Grey, which I haven't seen or read. I read about a paragraph and then so, stopped because so, first person point of view, present progressive, yeah, it's, is hard. It's weird, kinky sex stuff mixed in with secret societies and sort of a larger historical clandestine mystery mixed with like weird character stuff okay it's it's kind of cool it, it's it's also the one where um a man pretended to be him 
and uh, work the set for like Mr. Kubrick. 50 days. Yeah. Yes. Um, um, so I'm, I'm <laughs> going to offer two movies that are not actually good. But if this is the reason you're coming to this movie, mm-hmm. if you're coming to this movie for Malcolm McDowell. Yes. Star Trek Generations. <laughs> Still, I will. I have bad taste in films. Trekkers. Let's just get it out of the way and accept it. Star Trek Generations is the second best Star Trek movie. You just have to get over it. It's really good. I like it. You just have to get over it. Yes, Kirk dies immediately after being debuted in the film. Eh, He spends almost no time with Picard. And yes, maybe a film with them together for longer would have been better. But what you have is actually okay. Accept it. First Contact sucks. Stop pretending that it doesn't suck. It did far more damage to Star Trek as a lore than freaking Generations did. You just like it because it's got the Borg. I mean, I like the Borg, but I prefer Generations. Generations is a better Star Trek movie. Okay, so that is... Generations, Star Trek Reboot. Are oh, actually, the reboot's actually pretty good. It's actually... They're actually... Even though it has a real dumb one. So there you go. I, I just lost... All credibility within the Star Trek community. Yeah, so Next, I'm sorry. Get my hot I'm, takes in Star yeah, Wars. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm sorry we sidetracked into Star Trek. Uh, the There's other... just nothing to say about this film. Well, no, no, no. It's I... so bad. I had one last, one sorry. last, one last side recommendation. If you came to this for its weird relationship with milk, oh yeah, watch the Borrowers. Yeah, yeah. It's got. They don't want to be milk. They don't want to be. You milk. don't want to be milk in that, and then you're definitely gonna be milk in that. Well, I mean, um, if you're the size of a borrower and you're stuck in a milk factory, you're going to be milk. Yeah. I, like, it's not actually so a good much, movie. Don't so go see milk. that one. So well, I mean, I this. enjoy it from the 90s. But I'm just yeah. saying, like, if, if what you wanted was a weird milk thing, yeah. that's a movie with a weird milk thing. Yeah, it's weird. There's a lot of weird milk stuff. Alternatively, I, I guess, like, the Wicked Broadway show, because yeah. that's she's allergic to water, so she bathes in milk, and that's creepy. But milk's mostly water. I don't ask questions of Mr. McGuire who rewrites fairy tales and shit. <laughs> it's just what I remember of that story, and thus it must exist in the Broadway play somewhere. Wouldn't she die from the inside if her body's most of the water? She's magic. I don't know. Well, should she be able to repel the water then? She's magic? I don't know. I don't think Bomb thought this through. Yeah, well, I don't think she actually, uh, in so much as Mr. McGuire actually wrote three books in this series, Wicked is not the only one. She lives past having the bucket of water upended. Okay, over well, that's her, fine. Okay? That's fine. Because that's she fine. has a child. The second book is yeah. Son of a Witch. The, the, it, it's mostly, I think, just an allergic reaction. Okay. And she took advantage of it to disappear <laughs> from the public eye. Yeah, just took a vacation. She yeah. just took a vacation from being the Wicked Witch of the West. And I mean, yeah. who wouldn't if you had all of those expectations no. on you? So, um, you know what? We got, some, <laughs> we got some time here. We don't want to end you guys on a shorty. Okay, so did so you want we, to do we, an overview into what's coming next? Or do you want to start talking about what's going to be on our list uh, two years I, from I, now? I was going to say, I want to talk about, let's, re- let's go through the ones that we have. And then maybe shortly just give our feelings about that the last ten. How do we feel about them? Okay, the last ten that we were in. Okay. That we watched. So so let's let's, let's go So the last ten doesn't include the apartment. Yeah. Technically. So so what what is coming up? What is coming up? Next is Tootsie. Right. After Tootsie is Unforgiven, which I think is a Western or has someone in it who is known for being in Westerns. Mm-hmm. 
Is that accurate? Um, yes. Okay. After that is Who's Afraid of Virginia Woolf? Which I know nothing about. I, I believe it's a short story. <laughs> That's what I know about it, is I believe it's a short story. Uh, then we get to watch Indiana Jones. Cool. Raiders of the Lost Ark. Uh, then The African Queen, which is probably not Lawrence Olivier. Um, I think it is, actually. Humphrey Bogart. Humphrey Bogart, who's in two movies in this. Uh... Um, then The Network, which, listen, you love I it. have bad taste, yes. and I'm aware of the fact that I have bad taste. I mean, I think it's better than this. Oh, yeah, it's better than this. And it's in sort of the same realm of, like, weird social commentary yeah. shit. It's really weird yeah. social commentary shit. Yeah. I'm going to be really upset when we watch The Network because it's going to feel like today's news because of the way today's news runs nowadays. No, it'll look respectable. <laughs> We're going to watch this man on live television yelling at the nation to get up, stand up, open your window, go to your window, open your window, yell out, I'm mad as hell and I'm not going to take it anymore. And I'll be like, you know what? If one of our current newscasters did that, it would be calm. I mean, they, they just scream at the TV now. Yeah. Um, um, after Cabaret. that is Cabaret, which I believe is a musical, but it's one I've never seen before. Yeah. American Graffiti. Um, that is the f- debut movie of someone. Uh, that is, it's not the debut movie, uh, but it is a George Lucas movie. His debut nice. movie is THX 1138. Does that really count? Yes. It was <laughs> it, it both of these films were produced by um the the uh guy who did The Godfather, Francis Ford Coppola. People love Coppola. Um so he he his his self-publishing house did those two films for him. Okay. Then Sullivan's Travels. Mm-hmm. 1941, which presumably is about Sullivan and his travels. Who's Sullivan? I don't know, but somebody. Uh, we got a bunch of people I don't know in this, but I'm not familiar I, with 1940s actors. I recognized some of the names. Yeah. Oh, and then we got another Marx Brothers right. movie. So this is the, the last chance for the Marx Brothers to impress us, is Duck Soup, and then we write them out of history. I, I'm not entirely sure that's true, because I don't know their whole... Um, I don't think they see any others in here. ...library of work. Do not see anybody. So, interesting mix of ones we've seen and ones we have not in here, or ones that I've seen and you haven't, or you've seen and I haven't, and vice versa. So, uh-huh. um, it's a little bit more, I think, because I've seen American Graffiti. I don't know if you've seen American Graffiti. I've never seen American Graffiti. Uh, I'm assuming you've probably seen Cabaret, and I've never seen I've it. never seen oh, Cabaret. Okay. So, I hear it's a musical and probably one I might like. Um, I've seen Unforgiven, but you probably haven't seen Unforgiven. I was gonna say I was gonna say something else about cabaret, and it it it's not gonna hit home with anybody listening. Because I was gonna say the most the the two things I know about cabaret have nothing to do with cabaret, and one is I believe um, D. Snyder from Twisted Sister did a cover of one of the songs oh, on his D. Does Broadway CD that weird. I own, and the other is there's a John Cusack rom-com movie called America's Sweethearts where um, the thin veneer of causality, like they say they're making a cabaret movie but the 
director is actually using hidden cameras all over the set. And so the actual movie that they release at the end of the movie is like a whole behind the scenes what happens in Hollywood thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there's like a scene in there that is apparently taken from Cabaret. Um, and in Unforgiven, I, I, I have seen at least once. Okay. Is it is it actually a Western, a Western. or is it just because it has no, it's a Western. Clint in it? Yeah, it's got uh, Morgan Freeman in it. I love Morgan Freeman. Um, yeah, so th- this last 10 was uh, a mixed bag. Oh, the last sure. 10 that we watched? Um, well, so the last 10 that we watched, you enjoyed Saving Private Ryan. Yeah. I enjoyed Shawshank Redemption. Uh-huh. We were both okay with Butch Cassidy. Yeah, Butch Cassidy was better than Wild Bunch. I si- think it was yeah. alright. Silence of the Lambs, you- it's a classic. Yeah, it's a, I, mean, I have nothing bad to say about it. In the Heat of the Night was I, pretty I still I still really enjoy In the Heat of the Night quite a bit. You did not like Forrest Gump, eh. but I mean, it's okay. Well, I didn't, I didn't like, hate it. It's not like that. Like, this movie, I, I despised, almost. Like, I think it's just bad. Um, but, like, yeah, I, I don't, like, despise Forrest Gump. I just think it's not as good as people say. Okay. Well, it's it's like, overrated. Like is like this is like, the words you're looking for. This is like a D minus, right? Uh, Forrest Gump's like a C plus. It's fine. Passable. Yeah, it's, it's passable. But everyone's giving an A, A plus. Nah, calm down. Bring it down. All presidents men is uh still quite good. It was it was acceptable. A little bit long. I think oh, now man. I think that the pacing's still a little weird. Uh, Modern times is meh. And the wild bunch was meh. Yeah. So some some losers in this batch, I think. Um, I'm looking forward more to the next batches. I think there's some interesting ones. I'm curious about what Sullivan's travels are. Um, I'm not excited to watch Cabaret, but um, you know, whatever. Uh, I'm I I will watch African Queen though. That seems exciting. So what is that? It's like a World War Two movie. Oh. I believe this is the one I'm thinking of. No, it's a World War One movie. 1914 German East African village of Kungdu, British Reverend Samuel Sayer and his spinster sister Rose lead prayers at a makeshift First Methodist church. As a native struggles with the follow of the English psalm, uh, but race outside when he hear a Canadian. Blah, blah, blah. This is just the whole. This is just actually the whole no, no, story. That's no, that's the whole thing. Okay, well, we're that. not going to want. Um, okay, actually, she sounds a little bit less interesting, but we will see. Okay, I'm going to read you the IMDb blurb about Tootsie, and it still doesn't tell us technically who wins, because you can't tell if it's good reasons or bad reasons. All right. Michael Dorsey, an unsuccessful actor, disguises himself as a woman in order to get a role on a trashy hospital soap. Mm, that's sounding a little bit more like you. It's sounding a little bit more like a negative, but we don't know for sure, yeah. because it also says it's a romantic comedy. We will have to see. All right, guys. Well, thank you for joining us for this shorty. Uh, hopefully, we never have to endure something like this again on the list because this really. Don't even say that because you know we do. Uh, actually, I mean, you might enjoy Apocalypse Now. I I enjoy Apocalypse Now much more than this. All right, guys. We will see you next time. Thanks for joining us this evening or or morning or whenever you're listening to it. Peace. I mean, yeah, you know, no. not literally. She can't say her catchphrase, so she stole somebody else on the internet. <laughs>